Hey folks, my name is Ike Morgan and we are down in Alabama. Now, we're literally down in Alabama covering as much news as we can from Lookout Mountain to Mobile Bay. And Down in Alabama is also the name of our show. We spend about three to five minutes daily going over a handful of news and culture stories that are a mix of the top stories and maybe the most overlooked stories and sometimes just the most Alabama stories of the day. Now, there's not a strict definition of what the most Alabama stories of the day are, but you know them when you see them. So y'all come on by and give us a listen and bring a sense of humor because we take the news seriously, but not ourselves. The show is called Down in Alabama, and we're available wherever you listen to your podcasts. For AL.com, I'm Ben Flanagan. This is Outbreak Alabama, stories from a pandemic. As the novel coronavirus wreaks havoc in Alabama and across the world, these are the stories of those seeking to survive the disease and its economic strain. I think you have to look at sort of a timeline of events. We had a few weeks ago the Memorial Day holiday and the reopening of Alabama, which has, I think, undoubtedly contributed to rising case counts. Today we hear from AL.com reporter Ramsey Archibald. Ramsey compiles daily data on the COVID-19 spread in Alabama. As of today, Wednesday, June 24th, 2020, Alabama has 31,624 confirmed cases, with 879 confirmed deaths and 358,319 total tested, according to the Alabama Department of Public Health. I spoke to Ramsey about what he considers the most important numbers when he crunches the data, why Alabama continues to trend in the wrong direction, and what, if anything, is encouraging him about the numbers. So, Ramsey, before we get into specific numbers, I wonder, what are you looking at when you dive into Alabama's coronavirus data? What are the key things that you think tell the story of what's happening in the state and what we should all be focusing on? Yeah, there are a lot of data points that I look at every day, and a lot of them, I think, you can get down into the weeds pretty quickly. So there are a few that I think stand out as being the most important to give you a quick snapshot to look at every day to see where we are. One of those, I think, is the seven-day average for new cases. The reason you want to look at a seven-day average is because it really flattens out bumps and blips because Alabama and a lot of other states, too, have has had some troubles in data reporting. And it's not their fault necessarily. It's difficult. You're getting, you know, data from a lot of private labs, from publicly run labs. You know, we're talking about thousands of tests every day. So it can be a little uneven at times. So those averages even it out a little and give you a better idea of kind of the true nature of what you're dealing with at any given moment. So that one is one that I really look at. And then I also look at similar averages for tests, for deaths, and for the percent of tests that come back positive. Well, in your latest piece tells us Alabama added 954 new coronavirus cases on Wednesday, which you note is a large increase over the case counts from recent days and the second highest single day uptick since the start of the pandemic. What does the data tell you about why Alabama continues to trend in this direction? You know, it's hard to tell just looking at the data, like you said there. A few days ago, if you took just one snapshot, you would think, oh, we're turning down because we had had a spike and the numbers had started to go down a little bit. And now maybe we're kind of going back up. 
But as for the why, I think you have to look at, you know, a, sort of a timeline of events. We had a few weeks ago the Memorial Day holiday and the reopening of Alabama, which has, I think, undoubtedly contributed to rising case counts. Some of that is also people kind of relaxing on social distancing guidelines or wearing masks in public. I think just anecdotally, I see it a lot less when I go out to the grocery store, anything like that. But as for the data, it's kind of hard to say since each snapshot is kind of just saying where we are rather than where we're going, if that makes sense. Is there anything in the data, because there's been a lot of speculation, a lot of presumption and predictions about protests that are happening nationwide and in Alabama, obviously. Is there any data that suggests at this point that protests have contributed to any spikes in the state? I think that's a great question. A lot of this has to do with timing, and it's kind of hard to say, you know, matter-of-factly that yes, they did or no, they didn't, especially considering the timing of everything. It was like as these rules, these social distancing rules were sort of being relaxed was when the protests happened, sort of. So there's a lot of factors that go into the rising case counts. But I think that, you know, if you just listen to what the guidelines have said all along, you know, limit groups to 10 or fewer, and none of the protests obviously were 10 or fewer. I think anytime you have large gatherings like that right now, there's a potential for spread. So I can't say for certain that they contributed to a rise, but I would almost be surprised if they didn't. In the Alabama Department of Public Health, they also confirmed 25 new deaths in Alabama on Wednesday, and that brings the statewide death total to 879. And your piece says that's 48 confirmed deaths in Alabama in the last two days alone. What do you find particularly alarming about the mortality figures in our state? Uh, That's a good question. I think, you know, anytime you're talking about deaths like this, you have to kind of, as someone who looks at stats all the time, it can be easy to say, oh, we had 48 deaths and that's just another number. But you have to think about each one of those deaths is a person, you know? So I think when you're talking about 48 people in two days, I think it's easy to forget what exactly that means. And then, you know, like you said, almost 900 now in the state and it's upticking. The seven day average for deaths right now is over 13 per day. That's 13 people every single day. To me, that just can be kind of sobering when you think about it. That number two has has ebbed and flowed a fair amount over the past weeks and months of the pandemic. It's not currently at a at a high or anything like that, but it is sort of trending up over the past few days. So I think it's definitely that's something we really need to look at going forward, especially after such a large case increase earlier this month. Well, and I want to ask you about testing numbers, and you write that testing in Alabama has remained relatively flat and that the seven-day average for new tests is nearly 7,000 now. Are those numbers where we want them to be, or are we much higher or lower than maybe other states? I can't say what the state wants as far as testing, although I would be pretty sure that, especially considering what they said early in the pandemic when they were having press conferences about shutting down and everything. I think that they would want that number to be higher. I think they would want to be doing more tests than they're doing right now because that's a major part of the phases of reopening. I can't tell you specifics about other states' testing numbers, especially since population-wise we're so different from a lot of our neighboring states, so it's hard to compare. 
but I would say, uh, without, you know, speaking for ADPH, I would say that we probably want that number to be a little higher than it is. So you wrote a piece called top spots to watch in Alabama as coronavirus cases surge in June. And that was about where new hotspots have emerged and city hospitals are struggling with capacity. Those spots included basically all of Alabama's biggest cities and counties like Montgomery and Jefferson, Mobile, Tuscaloosa, Madison. Where in Alabama do you currently see the greatest struggle as cases continue to mount? That's a good question. That piece had a lot of places to watch and not not all of them were at the top of the list for, you know, current case counts, but there were places where I saw cases rising or potential for a rise. And a lot of the ones that you mentioned are still in there. One that I think is really interesting to look at right now is Lee County, which is where Auburn University is. They struggled with the virus very early in the epidemic. They had high numbers and then sort of got it handled and new case counts and the seven-day average for new cases fell there. But now we've seen it jump back to higher than it ever was at the beginning. And they just reached a new high in seven-day average of almost 30 per day for new cases, which is pretty significantly higher than it was back when we were writing about them as being one of the top hotspots in the state. Now, a lot of the other city, big cities have passed them for that number, which makes sense. They're dealing with much larger population centers and it makes sense that they would have more cases. But some of the counties like Lee and others that are a little smaller are still important to watch going forward. I would also say Jefferson County, the biggest county in the state where Birmingham is, they're on an uptick now after they never really flattened out, but they were sort of overshadowed by really fast case rising in Montgomery and Mobile County earlier in the pandemic. And now they're starting to accelerate a little bit uh, in Birmingham. And we've heard from UAB hospitals uh, in recent weeks saying that they were at an all-time high in hospital capacity. So those two are definitely ones that I'm looking at right now. Ramsey, it looks like Alabama just continues to go in the wrong direction more than three months into this pandemic. But is there anything in the data that encourages you right now? Yeah, I mean, I think you can look at there's a few counties that had bad outbreaks early that have sort of gotten things under control now and have cooled off. One of those being Tallapoosa County. We looked at them pretty early on. They had an outbreak that I believe stemmed from a church and they've still had I mean, early on, they had a lot of deaths, but they have basically gotten their outbreak under control, which I think is good news. And they're not the only ones that have followed that kind of trend. There's also, if you look within the last two weeks, there are 30 counties in Alabama that haven't had anyone die from the virus. So that's nearly half of the counties in a two-week period, which I think is also good. So there are a few things that I think are positive. But like you said, as a state, we're not trending in the right direction right now. So I think the more people can sort of take it seriously, the more good news we'll see, if that makes sense. Ramsey Archibald, thank you so much and keep up the great work. Thank you. If you or anyone you know is affected by coronavirus and want to share your story, please email bflanagan at al.com. That's B-F-L-A-N-A-G-A-N at al.com. For all of our coverage on the outbreak and how it continues to impact Alabama, visit al.com slash coronavirus.
If you like the show, please rate us and write a review. Thanks for listening.